It's 845. We have uh, sunny skies and warm temps. Uh, We're up to 80 already, and uh, yeah, it's still uh, plenty of the a.m. We have a long way to go to reach our high today, which will be in the uh, mid to upper 90s. Joining us now is Steve Underdahl, the Northfield Hospital president and CEO. Steve, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Jeff. Happy to be here. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about summer. I mentioned the the heat. <laughs> You're not. You, are people handling the heat pretty well over there? Is uh, is uh, the, the warm temps? Are the warm temps having much an effect on people's health? Well, you know, I was asking. Uh, I was asking one of our, our folks from our ED about this uh, yes, yesterday. I think, and and we haven't really seen the 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 impact of lots of heat related injuries and things like that. As far as as, as far as I'm aware, I think. I think this was one of those, uh, you know, waves that everybody saw coming and, and as, uh, kind of hunkered down. I must admit, I was, I, I, a, a couple of noon hours uh, ago, I was out riding. I decided I needed to take my little self out for a bike ride over my lunch hour, and I was uh, uh, out at, you know, uh, the bike trail, and, and there was a car going past me, and those, the people looked at me as if I might need help. Um, <laughs> You know, so so uh, they, they 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 slowed down a little bit, like they were trying to assess whether they needed to call someone. <laughs> well, I think people uh, overall are, uh, in general, more aware of uh, the uh, the difficulties that that heat can bring. So they're staying inside and, and keeping cool. But that's not why we uh, invite you on the air today. We'd like to talk about uh, let's a couple of things. Uh, let's start off with uh, COVID and the vaccination process. Uh, I went through that vaccination process at Northfield Hospital and Clinics uh, back in. Uh, March and early April, and uh, I, well, I thought uh, it was handled very well. Everything that the hospital did was very professional, very safe. Uh, let, let, let's talk about that, that that vaccination process, and from where it was the last time we talked to you, probably from spring, I believe it was like March or April or sometime in that range. But uh, up to date now, uh, it's uh, it's it has been an interesting journey through that vaccination process. It, it has been, um, and again, I'm 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 just really really uh, proud of the efforts of of the organization and the people that work here. I mean, uh, it, we really made getting our community uh, vaccinated our top priority, and uh, you know, we just hit a, a, a milestone uh, here recently where we've given out twenty thousand doses, um, which is which is a lot for an organization our size, um, and that's really since mid-December. You know, and if we have listeners out there that still need one, we can we can um, get one for you too. So we're we're kind of shifting from that big campaign style um, vaccine clinics that you participate and many other folks from Northfield participated in. Um, you know, in the main hallway of our hospital, we've got one more of those that are kind of second shots for people on Saturday here, but we're moving to uh, uh, cl- the shots into the clinic, so into the doctor's office um, and by appointment. So anybody over 12 uh, now can, um, you know, get a vaccine, and we're, we're really um, trying to encourage those people that have been waiting and watching a little bit to, um, um, uh, you know, kind of take the step. We also have some uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine now, too, for people that would prefer to have the the one jab vaccine. Steve Underdahl is our guest, Northfield Hospital's uh, CEO. Does there seem to be, uh, when 
I'm looking at the vaccination numbers uh, on a you know fairly regular basis, and they have the uh, percentage of people, adults that are vaccinated. The, the percentage is going down. It went up. So, the percentage went up so rapidly this spring. I, are, are you running into people? I mean, there are a lot of people out there that just uh, for what whatever reason there is just don't want to get a vaccine. Have you seen much of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it wasn't much of a uh, uh, prophecy on my part, but I started saying to our team, even when we were right in the middle of, you know, having way more people that wanted vaccines than we had ability to give them to them, I, I said, you know, we're going to get to this point very rapidly where instead of having more arms than vaccines, we're going to have more vaccine than arms, because that group of folks that was the most motivated to get shots will have, have received them. So, um, you know, we are running into folks that are worried or have questions. Our, our goal has been to sort of meet people where they are, to reassure people that are nervous, to connect people with doctors, particularly if they have very, uh, you know, specific worries, whether it's about fertility or it's about, you know, a reaction they had to a different kind of shot at at, at some point uh, in the in the past. We've put together a lot of uh, educational materials and videos uh, for people just because there's some segment of the population that um, is really still on the fence. Um, you know, I think one of the other um, one of the other things that becomes challenging, though, is that there is so much uh, misinformation. And, um, it, you know, there are people that, I mean, this is just a philosophical you know, a belief system issue for them about uh, vaccines more generally. And to be candid, I spend very little, I, those people want to talk to me all the time, but I spend very little of our energy on those folks because they are not really interested in being persuaded. They're interested in giving you a speech. Um, but, it, you know, there is just a steady stream of disinformation that's really, you know, uh, sometimes it makes you want to giggle and roll your eyes. I mean, I heard some of your conversation earlier in this this morning. I mean, just this last week. I mean, we've had the um, the, the person that was talking about uh, after you've been vaccinated, you've become magnetized. Um, and uh, also, <laughs> there's um, stuff making the rounds on the uh, internet about. Um, uh, unvaccinated people now should wear masks because they don't want to catch vaccine shedding from people who've been vaccinated. And Jeff, it's really <laughs> tempting to roll your eyes about this stuff, but there is a segment of our population who consumes this media regularly to the point where, you know, if I, and it's, it's probably not just a health thing, it's probably about how we get information generally, but even reading some of those stories uh, two days ago, now my phone thinks I'm interested in those stories, so it gives me more of those stories. And so if I'm somebody that really is consuming that kind of information, my phones and my tablets and my computers give me more of it. And, you know, it's, you know, we try our best, Jeff, to be really respectful and to meet people where they are and to be as helpful as we possibly can. But honestly, some of these things are not only really goofy, uh, but they're dangerous. They, they really uh, are affecting people and uh, getting in the way uh, for, uh, it, it, you know, they've become a barrier for people to make good decisions about their health. Yeah, that's uh, there are some uh, some interesting theories uh, that are proposed out there. And yeah, some people do believe them. And folks, if it sounds stupid, it probably is. Um, <laughs> 
let's uh, let's move into the uh, the COVID protocol as far as wearing masks and stuff. We've gotten guidance from the uh, from the governor's office and from the uh, CDC and uh, the Minnesota Department of Health and such about wearing a mask or not wearing one in most settings if you are uh, if you are vaccinated. Uh, what, what about uh, it, as far as that goes at uh, Northfield Hospital and Clinics? Uh, how is this affecting you and your staff? And do you have any words on uh, the uh, the whole uh, still uh, the social distancing and mask section? Sure. So, so I'm, that's a great question, Jeff. And and the you know one of the things we want our our patients and publics to know is that in healthcare setting settings, masks are still required. And you know if you think about it very long, that makes sense. We don't know who's sick, and we don't know who's not sick. And our our goal as the health people is to make sure that we're providing the the very safest environment that you can come into. We don't want to be the place where you inadvertently get sick. So. So we have had a few people that are like, well, I, I'm vaccinated. I don't know why I, I need to wear a mask when I come to the hospital or when I come to the doctor's office. And that's, that's, that's still required. All of our staff are still wearing masks. All of our guests and visitors are still wearing masks. So that's, that's uh, still a thing. We're, we are in a point of transition where we're going to have part of the public that's wearing masks uh, yet and some that aren't. People that are vaccinated uh, and uh, beyond, um, you know, they're they're sort of fully vaccinated, kind of green light uh, phase from uh, uh, their second shot if they had the two shot uh, vaccines, have much more uh, ability to be out uh, without uh, masks in some settings. There are people that have been vaccinated that still, for a variety of reasons, uh, uh, are wishing to wear masks because they're they're trying to be protective of children or immunocompromised people that might live with them. So I think we will be in a a zone for a little while where we're going to see masks and not masks. And I, I find myself, uh, you know, even when I'm out and about, I've got a I've got a mask tethered to my arm just in case. You know, sometimes I I have it on and sometimes I don't. And I I think it's going to be, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm out and about in public and and uh, I think we're going to live in that space uh, for a little while. Um, you know, the good news is, as uh, as more and more folks have uh, been vaccinated, um, you know, the numbers of cases have steadily uh, declined, and and the more people that get vaccinated, um, the, the the more uh, uh, likely it becomes that both with masks and social distancing that we can start to. Um, you know, make that next big step towards something that feels a little more normal. Um, but it is also, I, I think, a, an issue of individual responsibility. Uh, it, it, you know, many people, again, struggle with the idea of, well, it's it's fine if you want to get a vaccination, but you shouldn't tell me what to do. We're really trying to get to a place, not only in this country, but around the world, where we're not giving this virus any safe harbor and any place to go. So if you really, really don't want a shot, it's really important that you wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's nice that you have those uh, Johnson and Johnson shots. Now the one shot thing, hopefully that uh, may be persuade uh, enough to persuade some people to uh, just go in there once and get it. But, uh, but speaking back at, at that vaccine, I don't know if you have any information on this yet. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, but, but this coming fall, there had been talk about getting a possible booster shot uh, at some point for those who have been vaccinated, maybe sometime in the fall, if we do start getting some variants and stuff of the virus. 
Is there anything new on that? Do you have any uh, information on that front that uh, might help us? I don't have anything new. My understanding is that, uh, as you might guess, the um, you know what is what is driving the the research around this is those people that got uh, vaccinated in the trials um, will be the people who've been vaccinated the longest, and to try to study that population to see if there's an emergence of of, of illness within that population. So that's a wait to that, that, wait to be yeah, seen. Yeah, kind of a wait, wait and see a little bit. Um, you know, I honestly, I probably read and heard many of the same things you have, Jeff. Is that uh, you know there are uh, some real smart folks that say I think booster shots are likely, and there's others that say I don't know, I don't think so, or I don't. There's others that say even if booster shots are likely, they may not be a seasonal booster shot. They may have a longer uh, event horizon. So mm-hmm. my suspicion is that by the time we get to the fall, we'll 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 know more about this. All right, let's move off the uh, pandemic front and move back to the uh, Northfield Hospital. Uh, The uh, Wound Healing Center, we talked a little bit about this last time you were on, but uh, the Wound Healing Center is now open to the public and accepting accepting patients. Uh, What kind of reception has that got so far? So this has been really uh, a fun program in that, uh, uh, you know, if I could, uh, you know, risk saying that a program that is, uh, you know, designed to help people with uh, unhealed wounds is fun. What makes it fun is that that people really get some pretty dramatic results. So we've had really great response. We've had uh, nearly 70 uh, patients in the first little bit of time that we've been open. Um, the efficacy rates, um, you know, the, the healing rates that they monitor are about 94% uh, in those uh, early patients. So, um, you know, many of these patients suffer um, with these wounds for months or even years. Uh, a lot of our patients come to us with uh, wounds that are related to uh, their diabetes or um, wounds that are uh, caused by poor circulation or pressure wounds. Um, We've also seen, honestly, a, a lot of folks from the from the area, not just Northfield. So uh, New Prague and Rosemont and Hastings and Red Wing and places like that. So um, it's a service that that folks were, who uh, have this need uh, can really benefit from. So um, again, between the, the hyperbaric uh, chamber, which uh, delivers. Um, an oxygen therapy to these wounds and and other collateral uh, therapies. These these people really do uh, often have really great um, great outcomes. Um, y- you can you can call us uh, directly. You don't need to go to your family doctor first for a referral, so you can refer yourself directly in. Um, we've got a phone number directly into that uh, clinic, which is five zero seven six four six six nine zero zero six four six. Six nine zero zero, and so even if you just want to talk to somebody about is this something that might be appropriate for me, you sure sure can. Boy, that's uh, I would imagine if you have a wound that is not healing well, uh, and that goes on for a long time, this would be uh, just a, a wonderful thing to have happen is get be able to get that wound uh, wound healed. Yeah, it can be it can really be life changing for people. Yeah. All right, uh, Steve. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to pass along while we have you on the phone? I would just pass on my uh, thanks uh, and and recognition to so many of the citizens of Northfield who have reached out to us over this last year. 
to try to figure out how they could be helpful for us, sometimes just to do attaboys, sometimes to, you know, feed us. Um, and and uh, the, the, uh, the, the outpouring of appreciation, I, I think there are moments in uh, our history where, where we look around and, and think, it, it's good that there's a hospital in our town. Um, and we've had a lot of that uh, uh, feedback from uh, citizens of Northfield, and, it's, and, it, and it was really helpful, especially for staff that were getting pooped out, uh, that have been working really hard at, at some of these things for many, many months. The fact that the, the folks that live around uh, here uh, really appreciate it. And, and I would extend that uh, thank you to, to um, you know, uh, you know, entities like KYMN that, that um, you know, as I've said to you uh, more than once, having good and responsible local media, I've, I've developed an appreciation for this during this pandemic that I maybe didn't have before. Because much as we talked about a few minutes ago, there is so much terrible information out there. Having some sort of shared sense of truth is, is in- incredibly important. Well, thank you for the kind words. We certainly appreciate it. And we do certainly appreciate the work that you and everyone involved with the Northfield Hospital and Clinics does uh, for the uh, health of our community. So, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. We'll check back in with you uh, later on the summer, uh, maybe towards fall. Thank you, Jeff. <clears throat> Goodbye. That's uh, Steve Underdahl, Northfield Hospital President and CEO. Jeff, getting out of here. Hope you all have a very good day. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll have a, a full lineup tomorrow morning on the KYMN Morning Show as well. I'm going to leave you with music from Van Morrison on the one.